you know, I'm a super big like fan of Elon Musk. So, you know, anything that has to do with SpaceX or NASA, I wish I had a little insight, you know, uh, they can take a little bit from you. You can take a little bit from them and you become a better humanity. Oh, totally. That's awesome. Hello, everyone. Marty here. Hope you are well. Welcome to the Good Vibes Show. I am so lucky tonight, and I'm telling I'm telling you, it's ten past one a.m. here, uh, where I am recording right now in Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada, way on the east coast. Well, my guest tonight, Tony, is way on the west coast of the United States in California. That's right, for him, 9 p.m. here. Yeah, for him, it's 9 p.m. And he just put his kids to bed. Two kids. How old? Ooh, um, two and seven months. Seven months. Wow. Some young ones. That's a handful. Yeah, when we're not allowed to go outside in a 900-square-foot apartment, it's a handful. So Tony is like, for me, he's like, Every time I fall on his videos on TikTok, he just, I just gravitate and I watch. And then I then, then you, instead of, I stop on the for you and then I are on the following, sorry, because now I follow him. And then I go and I click on his actual profile so that I can watch a couple more videos of him. Because every time I watch one, I can't just watch one. It's like eating Lay's, <laughs> Lay's potato chips. <laughs> That's awesome. The way you pitch it and the way you throw it um, is none, none other than a major league you know, uh, ace. And uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. It's engaging. So, uh, Tony, thank you so much. He's a science guy. So we're going to talk about, like, shit that we don't talk about every day in our everyday life. So, Tony, thank you so much for hanging out with me in the Good Vibes room. Oh, man. Thanks for having me. I, I love um, any chance that we can talk about, not necessarily specifically science, but anything about stuff we don't typically talk about. But yeah. specifically this time, it's interesting. It it's trying to further humanity, and it's really cool. Everyone loves hearing about space and science when they can. So, for I, sure. Thanks for having me. I was so excited when you invited me. Yeah, well, I'm super stoked that you're here because I got questions for you, and I'm uh, I'm excited. I got like my learning, my learning channels are open. Um, I'm kind of. I was explaining to uh, to Tony uh, before we started. I told him like. I'm kind of a street guy, you know, when I came out, I graduated out of high school and then I went to university for like half a semester. And then I was like, no, it's not, it's not going to be for me. And I just took the, the money that I got from my student loan and I invested it into starting a small little company that ended up folding, but didn't matter for me at that time. It was like a new venture and that's what I knew I wanted to do. And since that day, I kind of just always worked at, fend for myself and like keep being an entrepreneur you know and uh it's worked it's worked well and so i love learning new stuff that i don't know about so tonight or today whenever you're listening let's ask tony questions but my first question for you tony is who are you where are you from tell us a little bit of your story like you know to, that brings you to who where we're at today Ooh. Uh, ha happily Thanks, everyone's man. got that oof story yeah. um 
So my name is Tony. I was born and raised in Orange County, California. Uh, never really left, you know, been elsewhere and whatnot, but I've always lived here. Um, and what intrigues me about talking to you, Marty, is that I grew up very much the opposite. So I'm a triplet. Uh, fun fact is I'm a triplet. And wow. Yeah. And, um, but I always grew up, you know, really kind of understanding that school and that corporate job is like what I should be shooting for. Right. So my dad, he had passions. He loves sports. He loves baseball. And he is the biggest fan that I know. Um, but he made a lot of sacrifices because having triplets, you, you have a lot of expenses. So right. he made a lot of sacrifices and took a job that wasn't necessarily his passion, but it provided for all of us. Right. Um, I started community college because that was around the first recession there or in 2007. And, um, and so we went to community college, but I couldn't focus. I couldn't pick a major and I wasn't, I didn't think I could amount to anything academically. Right. right. So, um, I just settled for the easiest major. We all know it's communications, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I went to uh, long beach state for communications and, it was, I didn't know it at the time, but it was ADD, right? And I, I know now I have all my, my things, the tips yeah. that help me stay focused, whatnot. Right. Do you take meds? I don't. I decided me neither. not to. Yeah, I, I heard that it messes with your appetite and this and that and your personality. And I just was like, I kind of like my scatterbrainness sometimes. And something yeah. that I do like um, about it is that, you know, I, I am pretty forgetful. Um, and my wife, you know, takes the brunt of my forgetfulness, unfortunately, but... <laughs> Um, I can hyper focus, which to me is like a superpower. I can, yep. I can just like lose my time in something and I'll, I'll like come out of it. And it's like 3am and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I was able to focus for like eight hours straight and I didn't yep. eat or anything. And it, yep. yeah, it's not healthy, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. It's damn cool. Yeah. I get the same, the same rushes or the same, you know, I don't know. You just fall into like this trends of, and, and I mean, you could snap out of it if somebody really needs you. It's just if yeah. while you're in that moment, if you can stay there, your creativity as it, it is at its highest. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of leads to that. And at the end of my communications degree, the last semester, they forced me to take, well, they forced everyone to take um, an elective, something out of your major. And so I still am not thinking I'm like worth anything academically. I took history of human space flight because right, my professor said it was super easy. <laughs> and you just watch, it's like a, like a, you watch videos, you take a quiz, stuff like that. So I watched it and I, I totally got interested in it. And for the final, they gave us these formulas and we got to do the calculations to send a satellite to Mars and back. And it, it was easy enough. Like they, they gave you every step of the way, but at the wow. end of it, I was like, Oh my gosh, I just, I just did this. I never thought I would do anything like this and sure it wasn't that hard, but it was awesome. So um, I went home, I, I did graduate, but I went back to Saddleback, which is our community college. Oh, sorry. Okay. I should have said that earlier uh, when I said I went to Saddleback, our community college. And uh, I took all the science and physics and calculus classes they had. And for some reason, now that that kind of purpose was with was in me that I knew that I wanted to do this. Right. It was easy, right? I would go to the library for 10 hours straight. I'd study calculus and physics um, wow. and do all that. And that was really, really great. And then the kind it's, of the pinnacle of what brought me uh, here was that I 
got to do a community college program at NASA at uh, the Jet Propulsion Lab in, in Pasadena. Wow. And I lived there for a week and we just, we built robots and, and it was a competition. And I, didn't, I think I slept, back to the ADD thing, I think I slept <laughs> four hours that week total. Wow. Uh, it was fine. I didn't yeah. sleep. <laughs> You're so, in your element. That's right. Exactly. So where did you go from there? So from there, after that, um, I actually, I, I had, I had gotten engaged both to my girlfriend and girlfriend, now wife, um, right before that. And so when I came home, my wife was kind of like, Hey, you know, I support you, but let's talk about this because <laughs> I didn't see you at all while you were in school. You know, you were always at the library and I want to see if that'll fit for our family. And so we together, we decided that we, we both wanted to start a family. That was our first like passion. That's what we wanted to do. So I put right. school on pause and we got married and had two kids, which had been amazing. Um, and I'm just now going back to school in August. Um, oh. to study more. Uh, so yeah. And, and what are you going to be taking this time? Like still so, in the same program or no. So back then I got accepted to a physics program at, at Long Beach state. But since then I, with, you know, with kids trying to do a, a full bachelor's again is not impossible, but I, I don't have the time for it. Um, and if I tried to make the time for it a lot, my family would suffer. So I'm doing an online master's degree for space studies because they said that I didn't need to have another bachelor's. You know what? They said I didn't need to take a bachelor's again. It's all about, one, so. yeah, it's all about what, how fast you're, you develop and how far you go in your own development. Yeah. These days you don't need more than that. <laughs> you know, well, that's, yeah. that's the thing. Um, that's the thing that's been hardest to learn because I tried to do this master's program two years ago. Um, when my daughter was born, I was home from work. I was like, Oh, I'll just do it now. And I couldn't do it. I had to drop out. It was, it was too hard. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, we, we didn't sleep a lot. You know, our first well, kid. Well, that's the thing, right? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're in the hustle and bustle and you're trying to learn like hard shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hard and ton of essays and stuff. So I, Letting yeah. go of that really sucked, but it's cool now to feel like I'm at a place where I can go back to it. All, both of our kids are sleep trained, which means that from 8 p.m. till whenever I have the night to myself or to my right. wife. So, right. Yeah. Um, and she's studying to become a nurse. So oh, it's nice. a good time. So you guys yeah. are in your mid to late 20s, are you? Yeah, we're in our late 20s. Yeah, we're nice. 28. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah. It's never, uh, you know, there's no time anymore. So you got to do, do your thing. So you, are you working on top of all that or? I am. Yeah. I work for a tech company here in Orange County and I do, um, I actually do instructional material. So I make videos and screen flows and, um, it's a big app. So I teach all the, I make instructional material to teach all the people how to use the app. And, um, yeah, I, it's nice. It's, I love the company. It, it's a great job. I get to work from home. It's why I have this mic and like this sound panels and stuff. Cause I have to, um, cause there's screaming kids here and stuff, but, um, that definitely, it's a blessing because I have, we have an income. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's cool. You know, man. Yeah. Yeah. So passion of, uh, you know, really passion of space came at, at, at the point where you started calculating that, that satellite, 
that's where you really became passionate before that no, not that much zero interest in space i i was in drumline in high school i was i consider myself a dumb kid i i just didn't apply myself and it wasn't until my last semester of college till i realized that that's what i wanted to do that's wicked yeah that's wicked so let's get into it i got a couple cool. questions let's do it so let's go with the simple ones this is really simple elon musk <laughs> that's it just elon musk everyone lights up yeah when, when you say that name my son's 15 he lights up when i say elon musk you know yeah he um so if if, if anybody listening hasn't heard of or read his biography um i listened to it on audible okay it is it's amazing um and I, there's a lot, just, I'll just point it out real quick. There's a lot that people have against this guy, right? He's in a time where we had some, you know, in the United States anyways, we had some political figures run for office that were kind of more to the socialist area uh, spectrum. Mm -hmm. And he's a billionaire. So that rubbed up a lot of people the wrong way. And um, he's kind of a troll on social media and that rubs people the wrong way. And yeah. um, I don't really care. I, I, I think he's a visionary and he, I mean, let's, let's think about it. Okay, so he didn't found PayPal, big deal. But he is digging tunnels between cities to make transportation better. I know. Um, sorry, my Siri keeps like picking up my voice. Um, <laughs> he's digging tunnels. He's making us electric cars. He's forming a new power grid. He is building a starship to bring humanity to Mars. Mm -hmm. And he just made NASA able to send humans to the international space station for the first time since we retired the shuttle and in a long time it's in a long time and the yeah. reason why it's such a big deal is because we've been hitching rides with russia mm -hmm. and russia used to charge us anywhere between 50 and 90 million dollars for one person to ride and now elon musk is doing it for 30 million yes that's a lot of money but it's a fraction of what we were getting before exactly so, and it's on uh, homeland I, you know absolutely yeah it's on so homeland it's really, yeah uh yeah i i'm behind um that guy i did put my deposit down for a cyber truck even though i can't afford it um, <laughs> <laughs> um so it was like how much was it bowls. it's 100 bucks and it's it's refundable and i was like oh <clears throat> oh easy easy 100 bucks <laughs> refundable yeah <laughs> that's cool so he does that to, to to help finance the the operation too probably i think he does that and then he has uh he kind of gets a gist of who's interested and how many trucks they should make and stuff that's yeah but to help finance i think pretty so, cool but elon musk i, I do he like also is developing a chip for the brain is he really you're not aware nope uh, no, I'm not. Yeah, he is. No way. Developing, and I, I'm gonna Google it. Hang on. Yeah, no problem. So, on TikTok, no, I don't know how many of your listeners are on TikTok. Um, I wasn't on it until recently, yep. but you know, now there's 800 million users on it. Yeah, man. And it's pretty big. There's only 500 million users on Instagram. Yep. And so I was like, well, you got to go where the people are at, right? If you want to teach some science. Yeah. And there's a lot of NASA fan pages on there. Is there? And they all got banned today. Oh. 
Why? Yeah. I think it was impersonation. So in TikTok's uh-huh. privacy community guidelines, they say no impersonation. And these, these accounts didn't explicitly say they were not NASA. So, okay. Um, but interesting. Still. And you, you weren't touched because you're not really related to, but you do talk I about NASA. I wasn't touched, but um, it's still freaky. It is. You know, you know, today especially, we've got a lot of different people telling us how we can be better, you know, and like what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, organizations are saying one thing, but everyone on social media is saying, no, 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 that's not how it actually is. And then people on protest at protests are they're saying something completely different. And then you got good cops and bad cops and, you know, quote, unquote. And so it's a hard time. To, yeah. You got to the Chaz, the Chaz in Seattle. What is that? They completely took over like six blocks of Seattle. Like is this, six. Is this a police? No, it's like a, um, <clears throat> it's like a sort of a militia style group of people that took over six blocks, like the buildings and everything. And they kicked out the police and they barricaded. They set walls wow. and barricades and no, no cop has been in there in over, I think six weeks. I think it ended tonight, but I haven't checked the news today because I had a super busy day, but go check it out. Oh the Lord. Chaz. Okay. Wait. So I have a weird question. Um, yeah. I don't get to talk with people from Canada. often. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, I've only ever been there once. I've been to the Calgary Stampede, and then we went to Banff, which was maybe yeah. the prettiest, most beautiful city I've it's been to. Beautiful, very beautiful, yeah. Now, I know this COVID and protesting are affecting everyone, mm-hmm. but do you guys, like, is, is stuff that's happening in the United States pretty prevalent in your news, or is it mostly Canadian events? No, no, look, uh, we're like the little brother. We're, we're, just okay. a, we're just really, like, a part of it. We're just not... We're just the nice guys, you know, and you're right. Yeah. And just the nice guys above you guys and um, just uh, no population. You know, we have 30 million people as so we have, you know, one tenth, one tenth of the population of the U.S. So, I mean, but we are a bigger, uh, bigger country in uh, in size. Yeah. Um, a lot colder country. Ooh. Yeah. In some places, California, if I compare to California, for sure. But it's well, been like 104 that. here for the last four weeks. No like way. Between 98 and 104. Like for the oh, last wow. Week. That's awesome. Yeah, we've been swimming in the pool like for at least four or five weeks. And like we have seasons here. So like we don't swim in the pool sure. year round, right? So I have to <laughs> close do. my pool and open my pool through, through the seasons, you know. People have Christmas pool parties here. Yeah. It's, well, exactly. It's yeah, it's beautiful. It's there's there's advantages and and disadvantages to both i guess my my ideal my ideal dream is that this podcast does well enough that i can um allow myself to just have a small little place but somewhere where it's warm and do four or five months of the uh a year there and come home five six months a year and that would be be awesome and that's really the ultimate dream is to to build a podcast that can be monetized at least enough to to give us give me a little bit of a, a a nice little cushion but it's mostly to use that to turn into good vibes even more to help absolutely create like you know 
I'm on the ground floor and I'm already talking like my daughter and I, who's 12, 13 are already talking about like an organization to help kids with disabilities because her and her best friend at school, they help kids with disabilities since great, since kindergarten. So like, and she's all passionate cause she's like entrepreneurial. So Whoa. it's a lot of fun having kids. That man. is cool. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I can't even imagine. So Neuralink, just to get Neuralink. back to Elon Musk. Okay. It, it brings a bell, but I don't think I've looked into Neuralink. Which was founded in 2016 is Elon Musk's neural technology company that de- that's developing an implant designed to interface directly with the human brain. So the device would be implemented directly into the skull um, and enable electrode threads to interface with certain areas of the brain. So if you're paraplegic today, in a year and a half from now, Elon Musk, that's there, he's, he's releasing his brain chip into a human within a year. Okay. Uh, let me write this down. This is yeah. insane. Yeah, I know, eh? What in the world? Dude, you got to go work for Elon Musk. Oh, man. I... You should. Are you a coder as well? I'm not. You're uh, not. Okay. I tried to learn how to code and it's it was difficult. Thing. It was difficult for me to, to stay on. Hey, cheers. Thanks for joining. Yeah. I know you're drinking a little beer. What are you drinking? I got, oh, yeah. So I've got this beer. It's called Voodoo Ranger. Nice. And That's a I cool can. Yeah, it's like this skeleton guy. I'll try and get the light not on yeah. it. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's not working. But, no, no, I see it. Um, they've got this one called Space. What's it called? Space Ranger or something like that? Anyway. Um, sorry. I think Siri keeps muting me. Um, and <laughs> Siri's I, like listening. Oh, my word, Siri. Come on, man. <laughs> I go to the store and I find that they have this party pack and I, I go and pick it up and I bring it home. And it was just one of those where you're like, I'm gonna try a new beer tonight. And all of them were amazing. There's like four different kinds in there. And my, me and my wife are fighting over the good ones. And anyway, nice. Is beer. it a local uh, brewery or is it in, like imported so. from somewhere else? Brew and canned in New Belgium, Fort Collins, Asheville, North Carolina. Mm. So brewed in uh, Canada? No, no uh, oh. North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. Okay. Um, in Colorado. Artisan beer is really the thing now, eh? It is. Um, but I'm not sure. I wonder how this lockdown is affecting California. We've got a ton of microbreweries that Mm -hmm. are all closed right now. Uh, They're closed. Well, I guess they opened up. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a great time to sell booze? Because everybody's home getting hammered. So that's the thing. Dealing with depression. They can't go go brew it. They can't go to work. Oh, Really? So now we have to rely on um, macro breweries like Budweiser, Corona. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't drink beer, but I know I know beer because I, when I, I once in a while in my hometown I play music, and I only play music in craft beer places so that because oh, cool. it's an organic kind of chill place, and I know the crowd there is going to be like the type of crowd you want to play for. Sure. So if there's 15 people or you know 45 people it's all chill and it's all a good vibe so and i do it just to stay fresh and to you know so it's it's kind of fun for me and so i know beer but i don't drink beer at all that's something that i always wanted to do was play play live like that i wasn't a band like in early college 
um, and then we just stopped because we went separate ways and stuff. Mm. Um, but that sounds so fun just to go and, and play like that. Yeah. Oh man. My dad didn't raise me on that, but he raised me on seventies. So it was Eagles, Boston, um, foreigner, all, all them. And then yeah. when I was learning to discover music on my own, all the music that was coming out when I was in high school was total crap. Uh, so I got into Zeppelin and man, that was great. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Elon Musk, uh, Neuralink. Make sure to mark Neuralink. that down, Neuralink. That's yeah. amazing that paraplegics may. Yeah, that. man. Blind, blind people. Yeah. Wow. Blind oh, people uh, eliminates uh, Alzheimer's. See, this is this is a, a person that I don't mind having a billion dollars or 60 billion, whatever it is. I don't That's mind. It's a beautiful it. thing. It is. Yeah. It's I a beautiful thing. There's. I don't even think he's human personally, but really? Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, there was a, there I have, a I have, well, I, I don't know. I just have a notion and I always tell my son the notion and he laughs at me all the time, but I'm like, there's one of two things, Elon Musk. He's either actually now it's one of three things because he's just releasing that Neuralink, but I don't think he has that. So three is eliminated for me would be the fact that he already has a Neuralink and that that's why he's so advanced and so intense. That one I'm eliminating because okay. I don't think that's the case. But there's two other probabilities or possibilities for me. And the first one is that he's actually an alien. How amazing would that be? Oh, it would be so cool. I really struggle with like aliens, I I will listen to this theory, that theory, conspiracy theories all the time. Uh, sorry, all the time. And I'm so fascinated by it. And it's hard for me to commit to an idea of them being around us or Area 51. And I, I don't think I've like dove deep enough to, to really like to be impacted that way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I get it. I'm on the page of, I hope that they're real. Like, man, if we right. find out. Yeah, it'd be oh, yeah. awesome. But um, like, yeah, yeah. And I think, sure. so I wouldn't make any decisions based, like I wouldn't bet on them existing, but I, I want them to, you know? Yep. But I do know that there are a ton of YouTube, gosh, endless YouTube channels about sightings and UFOs. And my friend um, that I work with, my coworker, his dad is actually the CEO or founder or something of Mufong or... Uh, it's like this, it's uh, this UFO identification company where they take all instances of UFO sightings and mm -hmm. verify them. Um, Mufong? Anyway. Mufong, apparently. I, I, I got to look into it. But yeah. Um, anyway, it's really fascinating. But I haven't done enough looking into it. Okay, okay. So uh, the third, my third analogy or possibility for which i don't really again i i would go with the lather the the one that i just mentioned well the third is that he's actually a robot but he's been existing since quite a few years so i don't think that he's a robot yeah i think that would be less probable he yeah because i mean he founded well he didn't found paypal but he was involved right, right? he was involved yeah um i will say and now wow if he if he is an alien then that makes everything I'm about to say possibly obsolete. But his <laughs> upbringing, right? His dad yeah, would South fly Africa. him all over South Africa, right? Yeah. 
got his his um, fortune from I think like rubies in South Africa or something like that, mining yeah. in South Africa. So he he grew up with this kind of like superiority complex against his will, and so that probably carried him through a lot of knowing that he is capable of much more than we are. You know, yeah. Working for Elon Musk is great if you don't have a family because he, that company just works you, SpaceX just works you to the bone, man. You're working all hours. Uh, but you know, if you're passionate about it, you want it. Oh, oh no, absolutely. If I, and gosh, my, <laughs> if I wasn't in the stage of life that I am, I probably have that kind of focus that would do a job like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now I wouldn't even consider it. No, no, not with, not, not with toddlers. Not with toddlers. Yeah. All right. So something tooth. Well, actually you're into Legos. I am into Legos. That's oh, cool. I I had mine. That's cool. I'm kind of, I was into Legos as a kid and it was like, I loved it. And then I really just lost interest throughout. And my son is super passionate about Legos and he's still like, oh. he's 15. He still loves them. Like he, that's the dream. He wants them for Christmas. Oh, that is so cool. There, there's this, uh, this TikTok trend, right? These TikTok survives on these trends, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's this kid who does, um, <laughs> the video will show of this, this, this woman dancing rather inappropriately. And then it'll be kind of blurry and you're like, what? And he'll pop into the screen. He, he's green screening it and he'll be describing the specs of his Lego, totally covering the woman behind <laughs> <laughs> And it is so fun. He's like, okay, here we have the 2014 um, on Dagobah <laughs> with the X-Wing that's crashed in the swamp. And you can see Yoda right here. It's really like official, blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, the girls, he's totally covering the girl behind him. And uh, oh, oh, it's man. so funny. It's <laughs> perfect. That's Do you know who that is? No? That's good content. Him. Yeah. Yeah, I'll find him. I'll oh, my God. That's then. good content. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, you're a Lego guy. Yeah, I grew up the same. Same as you. I loved Legos. And then it wasn't until recently where I found out they have Harry Potter and space Legos where I was like, oh, I'm still into Legos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still into Legos. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, I know you do. A, that's one of your first videos, I think. The Lego one. Yeah. My first, that yeah, you my first ever video was building the International Space Station Lego. Right. In a time lapse. That broke my back, man. That, I mean, I'm not oh. old. I, I don't consider myself old, but that broke my back. I was leaning over for two hours, speed building. Um, but it was hyper-focused. <laughs> Hyper took you two hours, eh? Two hours. took me two hours. You can see my daughter walk into the screen, and you see my hand just push her out. <laughs> <Keep working. laughs> yeah, give yeah, her the exactly. sweep. How do you do all those captivating videos? Like, where do you get – like, is that all information that – like? how why all everything that you explain how do you know all that you know yeah and in Uh, depth like the explanations are very like i gotta sometimes go over the video a couple times because you explain it very well but there's a lot to it there i mean you know tiktok only gives you a minute of course you gotta cram it all in um so most of the information i don't actually know before doing the video um, a lot of it I do. A, a lot of it, a lot of it I, I've heard of or I've studied a little bit. Um, so the first thing, or I'll say, there there were two things that initially that gave me kind of this breadth of knowledge that I can draw from. You're right. And it was 
it used to be on Netflix. I think it still is. It's called Cosmos, a space-time odyssey with yes. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the series is brilliant. It's, it's a remake on one that was built by, uh, created by Carl Sagan, who's a great science communicator um, from the 80s. Mm-hmm. And so this one by Neil deGrasse Tyson, it's like 12 or 13 episodes long, and it describes, it gives a general overview of just about every topic in space exploration and astronomy. Um, oh my gosh, it's so fascinating. I'm going to watch it. I never watched it. It, oh man, it, it is the thing that drew me in. Okay. It is like for, so for like, yeah. Okay. So for like a dummy oh, and I consider myself intelligent in a lot of ways, but I'm kind of a dummy in this whole world. Is it pretty like user-friendly watching? It is. Yes. Okay. I, and this was the, mind you, I was in college. It was the first thing I watched to learn about space. So absolutely. Okay. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson is one of the, I won't say best, but I would say mo- the most successful science communicators, yep. which for those who aren't familiar with the term, they take the really hard and they dumb it down for all the rest of us. And right. so right. Um, he's one of the good does, ones. <clears throat> he's one of the good ones. He, um, he's, I know who he is sometimes. Yeah. yeah. He's, he, he kind of gets on my nerves, nerves, but <laughs> But you know he's really famous, and that happens. I know, when you're and I think that's why he gets on my nerves because he, he's got a little side of ego that what comes with sometimes some people that can't some people can't handle being famous as good as others. Yeah, and like I the Rock him, Johnson. Oh, he can handle being a star. I I follow him on every social. He's media legit, you know. Yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson, you have that little edge of like yeah. Uh, okay yes he's good and he's smart but i started so the second thing that i was gonna say in regards to like how where i got started Mm -hmm. was his podcast so my um what was it called uh the the best podcast that i started i listened to it on my way to work for three years straight was astronomy cast okay it's it's one of the highest rated astronomy podcasts um and it's a professor at a university she mans it, but it's, it's amazing. They do every yeah. single episode as a topic and it's, it's every single topic you would ever want to know about space and astronomy. Awesome. They've been given these awards, but they're great. They, they're so good. And so then I started listening to star talk, which is Neil deGrasse Tyson's uh, right. podcast. And I, I loved it. Cause I mean, he is really intelligent. Yeah. But he, he interrupts is. his, his hosts and his guests. He interrupts them so much. And I started to be like, I mean, I, lo- I love this guy, right? He's, he's super smart, but I, I don't think I can listen to this. So I stopped listening to it and I started my own podcast. <laughs> yeah, you have your um, own podcast. What is it? Uh, it's called Space But Messier. It's a fun one. Space um, But yeah, Space But Messier. Messier. Yeah. yeah. Space But Messier. Um, it is a play on Charles Messier, the astronomer. So maybe it's called Space But Messier, but we just made the pun. I thought it was your last name. Oh no, that would be cool. That would make more sense. <laughs> yeah, it would. Well, no, it's cool. So space, <coughs> but Messier. Can you explain why the title again, so that I can register in my my dummy brain? Yeah. So, so uh, space I, makes sense. Makes sense. When I decided not to go to school and yeah. get married instead, mm-hmm. my wife could really tell that I was really missing that kind of fulfillment, and she's like, "Oh, you should start a blog or something. You know, you should yeah. do something to educate yourself." And so I started this blog where 
I would do a page long description with images of all the messier objects or the messier objects. Um, now messier, gosh, yeah. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be burned at the stake here if I don't remember this. I think his name's Charles Messier. Okay. He's an astronomer that cataloged like, like 86 um, astronomical objects. And he was one of the first ones to do it. Granted, there was uh, William Herschel was this astronomer that did it before him. But anyway, um, the Messier. difference between an astronomer, sorry, I don't want to be Neil deGrasse and cut you off, but <laughs> the, uh, the difference between astronomy and astronauts. Can you explain that? Yeah, not much of a difference. Astronomist, so, I mean. Oh, like a, yeah, yeah. So like an, an astronomer. Astronomer, will, yeah. Astronomist, astronomer. Whatever. They'll just study. They'll study the sky. They'll learn okay. how to use a telescope. They'll, they'll stay on Earth. So how does he identify a catalog of 86 discoveries? Yeah, so he stays on his, Earth. Yeah, th so he would do that through his telescope. Um, and he oh, would say, this one's a... Yeah. And it is Charles Messier. Charles, okay. Cool. He was Thanks French. Yes. French astronomer. He published an astronomical catalog consisting of 110 Nebu oh, nebulae, nebu neb nebula, yeah. and faint star clusters, which came to be known as the Messier objects. Objects. Yeah. Born in nineteen in seventeen thirty and deceased in eighteen seventeen from France. So he took the research of a lot of other astronomers, uh, and it's good. It's he's not seen as bad for doing this. And he cataloged a bunch of objects that weren't previously cataloged anywhere, and they're called the Messier objects because he's the one. Right. And so I was doing that, and then um, I was thinking of you know I want I knew I wanted to communicate to the general public, and I wanted to make it really short, easy to consume, right? Cool. So I wanted to name it Bite Size Astronomy. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really. Cool. Oh yeah, that's really that's really cool. And then I also came up with space, but messier. And I couldn't decide between the two. So I went with bite-sized astronomy. And um, then NASA released a video that said bite-sized astronomy on it, like as a logo. And I'm like, well, crap. So I asked my friends and all of them loved space, but messier better. And I was like, okay, I like that one too. So let's do that. And so it started off with me catalog or describing all the cataloged objects. And then I just stuck with the Gotcha. Name. So space... What's the butt mean? Space, but messier. I'm, so I'm trying to. I'm. I'm really trying to find the anal analogy, and it's. I no, know it's me. Good. Me. I know it's. No, me. no, no. Uh, there's just. Uh, I kind of wanted to make a pun about yeah, his last name, so I just did. It's. It's like space, but it's a very casual podcast, so it's going to be gotcha. space but messier. There you go, and messier relates to that astronomist. Boom, it all comes together. We move to the next phase of the show. <laughs> we did it. I got it. Yes. What about Nikola Tesla? Do you know, have you ever studied him a little bit? Yeah, he, uh, he's really fascinating. Like, I'm uh, going to have to have you a few times on my show. I don't know if you'd be accepting, but I might have to have you a few times. Who knows? Oh, I don't want to bother you, but. <laughs> no, no, I'm, like I said, the kids go down at eight and it's, it's home free after that freedom. <laughs> Um, yeah, Nikola Tesla is interesting. And, and I haven't done as much, uh, research on him as I have, like say Einstein or, or any of the other big guys, but, um, Ooh. you know, here in LA they, at Griffith observatory, they have this huge, um, gosh, I don't even know what it's called, but they have this display on Nikola Tesla and, um, it's cool that 
that Elon Musk got his name, the sport, uh, the motor car Tesla from, from him as well. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So Mars, uh, I actually, everything that's going on with Elon Musk that relates to Mars, do you believe in like life being able to live on Mars? Uh, yes, I do. I, I'm a huge proponent for taking care of our own planet. Yeah. I'm a real big proponent of that. Do I think it's possible? Absolutely. To live on Mars. Yeah, there's a lot. It's going to be really difficult. Really difficult. But yeah, I think humanity is capable of doing it. There's a lot that goes into that because, you know, when, when it comes to rocket science, the, most people say, oh, we've been launching rockets for years. But when you're actually doing the rocket science, it could still explode on the pad. You know, it's really, the more you know about it, the more difficult it is, okay? Now with Mars, it's the opposite. So most people are like, oh, Mars, that's not gonna happen. Like that's, that's a whole nother planet. Meanwhile, the scientists at JPL, Jet Propulsion Lab and at NASA are like, no, we think we can do this. You know, like they're, they're studying how to grow plants in Martian soil. They are studying, like I went to this conference last year where the entire thing was talking about how to use Martian soil and rocks to create natural structures that humans can live under. Um, and they, they already know how to get there. Um, I think it'll be really difficult. I think a lot of people are going to die. But you know, Yeah, okay, eventually. whoa, that's two things right there. Do you know how, to, how they're going to get there? Do you know like, how they're going to get there? Well... We've sent rovers there, right? So right. we got some rovers there. Yeah. It's going to be very They're similar. planting gardens in Mars? Not yet. Not quite. Oh, they, okay. The only garden technically we've planted on another planetary body is on the moon. Um, okay. So there's this, there's this lander that China sent there okay. at January of 2019 <laughs> called the Chang'e 4 lander. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it took a bunch of soil and brought it into like a little mini biosphere in the little lander and planted cotton and watched it grow. And so then it died because of the cold. So in a more controlled environment, we think we so can do they it on the didn't, moon. they didn't get that cotton back to test it? No, it, it died. It, oh, it, it, uh, went that would have been but cool. That would have been really it, cool. It would have been really cool. But yeah, from the man. analysis that we have of Martian soil, Martian soil is, while the atmosphere is really inhospitable, uh, the soil itself is much more able to um, grow. To grow, yeah. Than the got, moon. It's got more water, yeah, than the moon. Moon is just a dry rock. But you can't live on Mars. Like, you can't walk on Mars. So you have to walk always in tunnels and in buildings, right? Tunnels, buildings, or a spacesuit, yeah. Or a spacesuit. Yeah, so if you had a suit that had oxygen flowing through it, uh, you, right. the pressure is less than on Earth. So it's not like you'd get crushed or anything. You wouldn't be in the vacuum of space. Um, it still has an atmosphere. Um, like if you, for instance, if you, one of the most accurate depictions of Mars is the movie The Martian, if anyone's curious. Um, there are a cup, there's one inaccuracy, but that, that uh, author, Andy Weir, he's a fellow just nerd, and hmm. he got scientists at NASA to double check all of his math and all of his situations. And that right now is currently the most, the most accurate. There's one scene that doesn't make sense. Um, and that is 
the the windstorm. So at the beginning, this doesn't spoil anything, but at the beginning, there's this huge storm and it knocks over, it's knocking over the rocket. The rocket's ready to tip over and it knocks over this, this satellite that, that like stabs Mark Watney or Matt Damon, right? In mm-hmm. the, the gut and he's, he's stranded there. And so the rocket lifts off and leaves without him. And so he finds a way to survive until he's, until the end where he either gets off Mars or he doesn't. Gotcha. And so that's the only place. So Mars is incapable of having winds that strong. Okay. But if you watch the movie, um, it's a great representation of what he's able to do on Mars. So why isn't Mars able to have winds that strong? Yeah. So Mars's atmosphere is not nearly as dense as ours. So, so the earth's wind has much more wind to carry around and the pressure is much more so that um, basically everything's a little heavier here. So um, winds can't get above 60 miles per hour on Mars, which is windy, but not, not hurricane. No. Okay. So, so because of the, it's kind of cool though. It's like, it's cool to think the winds are heavier here on earth because of the density of the, what the atmosphere of the air of the atmosphere of the air but that's the thing that's the thing going to mars sounds really cool but it's a one-way trip dude like they're not coming back you know like really yeah anyone who goes there now it'll probably be a one-way trip because really we've sent well we've sent spacecraft there we've never brought any back uh we have no idea how to fly back from mars um you know we've only ever flown there and so there's a lot of unknowns, but Whoa, man. I do think no. what I, you yeah, can't. what I do think is that there's, I think we can find a way. Humanity is very adaptable. I think we can find a way to survive on Mars, but people, a lot of people will die in the process and it'll be very difficult. Um, okay. But the, humans just decide if they want to, I think okay. they do. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What do you think I'd like to know about? Oof. Um, Mm-hmm. I did a lot of um, of thinking about what I wanted to come on here and talk about today. I hope There's you didn't lot. overthink. Oh, never. And I get too anxious if I overthink. Yeah, that's that's what I was hoping that you didn't do. Yeah, I wouldn't want so, you to get anxious over over my uh, over our hangout. <clears throat> no way. Um. There is a cool phenomenon going on right now as you're sitting there. Really? Uh, is it freaky? Where you, yeah, it's kind of freaky. Oh, shit. Okay. Where you're, the hairs on your head and your brain yeah. are aging faster than your feet. Than my feet? Yeah. Why? So it all has to do with gravity, right? It'll get into space and it'll get into something cool. But um, the closer, the more gravity that you're coming in contact with, so the okay. closer you are to the center of the earth, right? So your feet, we'll, we'll call them. The faster or the slower time moves. Whoa. The further you are, <laughs> Whoa. the faster time moves. So, so check it out. In the movie Interstellar, um, and that one was backed by a lot of scientists as well. The interstellar? astronauts, Interstellar. It's got Matthew McConaughey. It's got Anne Hathaway. It's really, it's a really fascinating movie. 
it's about humanity running um, running their planet to the ground, like we're kind of deciding if we want to do right now. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much lining up that way. Yeah, there's this deadly cough. There's this all this stuff going on. And they reach out to Matthew McConaughey, who like used to be a pilot, and they say, hey, we've got one chance to get off this earth. Can you go on a mission to look for a suitable planet for us all to move to? And so he goes, and he, one of the planets he goes to is orbiting this black hole called Gargantua. And a black hole is a space, it's an, it's an object that's so tightly packed, so dense, so heavy, that its gravity is so strong that not even light can escape it. So everything gets sucked into this thing. Right. And because and it of exists. gravity, it exists. They're, they're, all, they're real. Yeah, this exists. There's one at the center of our Milky Way galaxy. And there's many more. There's plenty more. And so, we, Is there any humans that ever fell in a black hole? No. Like, no. Uh, astronauts the, or not? No, that's further. Yeah, so the furthest... Yeah humans have gone is the moon right um okay black holes are a bit farther away gotcha um sorry no no it's okay to put it in perspective um it takes about eight minutes from light to reach us from leaving the sun so okay. eight light minutes away wow so if, if light leaves the sun it's traveling at three hundred thousand meters per second um which is fast takes eight then, minutes to get to earth eight minutes to get to earth oh man that's fascinating yeah i think the, the closest supermassive black hole the big big one yeah uh, i think that's at the center of our galaxy that would be 51 like thirty thousand light years away so eight minutes thirty thousand. so yeah far away so we're good far so in interstellar they find a way to travel to one of these black holes right and they're far enough away to where they don't get sucked in, but they're close enough to where that gravity is affecting them because, because when Einstein started doing his theories of relativity, he kind of discovered that, that a, you can think of a black hole like this. So pr pretend you have this like sheet of paper or rather like a bed sheet. Let's pretend you and your, you and your partner are folding sheets and you're all holding all the corners tight. Okay. And somebody puts like a ball in the middle. Right. Okay. So that bends the sheet down a little bit. Right. And so you could think of that as gravity. So you could think of the, the plane of space time as the sheet. So it's, it's a bit 2d, but it works for the example. Yeah. And the planets effect on that sheet is the same effect that gravity has on space time. For instance, if you were to throw, if you were to send a satellite, if this is Jupiter or something, you were to send a satellite this way, yeah. because it's basically on a bed sheet, it's going to curve around it and it's going to come back. That's okay. what gravity does, right? So it, we call that bending the curvature of space-time. Huh. And so a black hole would be like the mass of our sun condensed down to the size less than a city man it's okay. so and hard to relate it it's so hard you know it's what hard it to do, relate like the mass of the yeah. sun which is blended in or 
brought down to the size of a city. Yeah. Which to me is like, oh, say, okay, so which city, <laughs> first of yeah. all? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, my city's 150,000 people, so it's not that big. Yeah, true. But it's pretty big. <laughs> the goal of the analogy is to say that whatever that, let's say it's a marble, yeah. the marble is so heavy that it will dip the sheet so far down yeah. that no matter what you push across the sheet, it'll get sucked into that hole that it creates. Right. Makes sense. Ah, there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. like those penny machines where you dip a pet, you yeah. throw a penny yeah, yeah, in yeah. and it scrolls to the bottom. Yeah. And so something funny happens that when the closer you are to, to a curved moment in space time, mm-hmm. the slower time will, will go for you. Okay. And of course you won't notice a thing. It'll be real time for you. But in the movie, um, they, uh, Anne Hathaway and, and um, Matthew McConaughey, they go to this planet and they, they leave their spaceship and they go in this mini little ship that they have and they, they go and they spend 40 minutes or something or, or four hours, something like that. And then they realize they got to get out of there. So they leave. They go back to their spaceship and their comrade, their partner, has been mm-hmm. waiting in that spaceship for them for eight years. Oh. Because he's further away from the center of that black hole than they are. Man. So, yeah, it's, it's a remarkable That's moment a little bit movie. of a mind fuck it's a it, it is absolutely and so on a very micro scale your head is aging faster than your feet are um and because i'll do another the center because the gravity is closer to your feet yeah because the center of the earth so is because your head gravity. is away from gravity more than your feet your feet are your head is getting older Slower. Slower. Because gravity no. affects you getting older? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Faster. 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 Because gravity affects how time passes relatively. <sighs> a cool kind of, uh, just a, like a closing kind of story I wanted to share on this one that was really cool. Yeah. The reason we knew that this was a phenomenon that happened is there's these twins that they're, they're astronauts. One is Scott Kelly. One is Mark Kelly. Mark Kelly went to space for a little bit. He went, he lived on the international space station for a little bit and then came home and then Scott went up and he spent uh, 300 some days there and he held, I think he got the record before um, he's the longest man to live in space, right? Over a year. And he came back and they did a twin study. They were identical twins. And yeah. Scott Kelly was six years, oh, sorry, oh. six minutes older than his brother. Um, wow. Or six yes. minutes younger or something like that. I think six yeah, minutes. I remember hearing something like that, yeah. And when he came back, he was six minutes and 13 nanoseconds older than his brother. Or wow. Something stupid like that. Yeah. Um, because they did all these sorts of tests and they were able to determine that. So it's really fascinating how gravity. Because he spent more time. Because he was away from the earth. He was super high in the sky. Yeah. Because there's no gravity where they go on like. Yeah, so the, there's, the, the, the ISS. There's no, yeah, gra- the ISS, there's no right. gravity there, right? So the, the, the station itself is being affected by gravity because it's orbiting the earth. So it's, or gravity is keeping it around the earth 
Okay, from yeah, from like ah, yeah, yeah, from just floating, floating forever. But inside, yeah. yeah, they they call it microgravity, where it's basically almost zero gravity inside the space station. Right. Could that later ever give up, and then the ISS would just take off deeper? No, that would only happen. Uh, gravity is directly proportional to the mass of the planet. So if if the planet Earth were to lose a huge amount of mass, um. How would that happen? Yes. Like, it would, yeah, it wouldn't. Uh, unless, you know, we were to get bombarded by some huge asteroid or something. But in that case, we would gain mass. So the mm-hmm. ISIS would probably fall to the Earth. <laughs> That's terrifying. Um, <laughs> but I, I could be wrong. But I think the ISS can, uh, they have little thrusters on it. So I think they can shift if they need to. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. To like avoid space junk and whatnot. So right, 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 right. Remarkable. True. Because there's a lot of space junk, okay? Oh, yeah. There is a lot of space junk. Um, there are, are some you, companies. I mean, go ahead. What are you gonna no, say? I was going to say, are you like, are you like uh, in on that? Do you, do you, do you know? Yeah, any? Not, not on the forefront. I do know. I knew, do know that. So, you know, when, whenever we launch a rocket back mm-hmm. in the day in the Apollo era and stuff, yeah. we would just ditch all of our old boosters and fuel canisters in space and no big deal. Right. It's like, I mean, it's like this huge cosmic ocean and we're dropping a penny in it. Okay? Yeah, no, yeah. No big deal. But now there's been, I don't know, hundreds of launches. Mm-hmm. And all of those, all of those things are orbiting around the earth. And now we've got all these satellites that some of them are dead and they're just continuing to float because you don't want it to fall to earth. It's safer to be up there. And um, astronomers have started complaining. They're trying to look through their telescopes and they can't see stars because stuff is passing in the way Um, so there are some companies working on a way to go up there and literally just like disintegrate it um with like lasers lasers or something like that really i think people are i don't think it'll be a problem for for long forever it's gonna i I will say that back to elon musk for a second he's Mm -hmm. trying to create uh broadband internet for the entire world with starlink have you, have you, have yes, you up on this? yes, man, the guy's yeah. insane. The guy's insane. I, I signed up for that too. I, there's no deposit for that, but I signed up for an email to tell me when it's ready. Um, nice. And so he's launching, I should, I should probably sign up for it too. Yeah. Starlink. Uh, I think it's just their homepage. You could, you could find it. Yeah. And he's launching hundreds of satellites, hundreds, uh, into the atmosphere and astronomers are already complaining. They're like, dude, it's, we know that they're yours. Like we can see them. <laughs> and so he, he's done a lot of cool stuff. He's like painting them black and he's trying to give them uh, not noticeable. Uh, he's doing, he's working with the astronomers. So it's cool. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy um, where it's going. It's crazy where it's going and it's going there fast. It is. We're hitting this, we're hitting this, uh, this sprint, this kind of this curve. Yeah. Since since Elon Musk uh, and 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 NASA, you know, they merged, and then you got, I think, isn't um, is it Bill Gates that's got a company too that's developing oh, um, space stuff? Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So you've got a couple of big guys doing it. So Jeff Bezos is doing Blue Origin, right? Yes. And so he owns Amazon. He's got all the all the assets in the world to do that. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he doesn't even pay tax, so he's got all kinds, all kinds of money. He is not funding your economy. No, I no. no. He's just taking money from everybody. But so he, 
he's creating something cool for space. He is. Now, he's not really in the headlines right now. No. Um, I think that he, he's still working on his, his rockets. He, he's still trying to perfect the takeoff and landing of yeah. the usability of his rockets. But there is a cool company, um, Virgin Galactic. And I think Virgin it's Galactic. run by Richard Branson. Is that right? Oh, Branson? yeah. Isn't he a billionaire too? Uh, Richard Branson. Yeah, he's he's pretty rich. He's four four billion. Yeah. Uh, so he owns Virgin Galactic, but Virgin Galactic's pretty exciting, right? Because Virgin Galactic has been developing what they call the space plane. And the space plane, it looks like a really like it looks like a paper airplane built by a ninja, right? It looks kind of cool. Okay. <laughs> and it's gonna take off and it's gonna bring people on suborbital flights. So you go to the edge of space, you chill there, orbit for a little bit, and then come back. That's really exciting. It's for space yeah. tourism. You know, it's there's nothing. Yeah, you just you know, go, how long would that take? I don't really know, um, to be honest. Is it I, like I a day am, thing? I no, I think you'd only be up there for a couple hours. Okay. So you can yeah. get up there that fast. Yeah, it's You can get up there that fast. You do. Um, you do that's and it's $250,000 a ticket which yeah some people will be able to afford it most mm -hmm. people won't um, yeah you and i won't go i won't go i won't go no i don't really want to it's kind of scary up there for me i don't really want to go to space um, really you don't you wouldn't want to i mean it'd be with cool everything be that you space. know it'd be cool to be in space but i don't want to go to space you know like i want to i want to be in italy but i don't want to travel there <laughs> you know yeah um yeah. No, I, I don't like flying too much, but to launching on a rocket, I, I want it to be a little more uh, every day, you know, for me to feel comfortable doing it. Um, but Virgin Galactic, I don't know. I, it's exciting because Tesla has, has grown. Their stocks have grown a lot. So in the U.S. stock market, Tesla's stock has grown. Oh, yeah. Um, like just a lot. Virgin Galactic is doing very similar things as SpaceX, right? They, not, not very but they want to do this commercial space flight that nobody's done before. Virgin Galactic. And they just signed a contract with NASA to train, to use their ships to train astronauts, which is also exciting. So but would it be Virgin price, Airlines? Also? Yeah, so Virgin, it's the same guy. Virgin Galactic. But, um, it's, it, but it's actually Virgin Airlines that wants to do this. Okay. Yeah, and Virgin... The company is SPCE. The stock is only like 16 bucks a stock or a share or something weird like that. Wow. So I find that interesting and I'm curious to see where they'll go um, because that dude so far has done everything right. So, Whoa, I'm uh, watching the video, man. It's cool, huh? The intro video? Yeah, yeah. Their promo is insane for the space plane. That's very cool. Yeah. Virgin Galactic, whoever's listening to this, Go, go check it out. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy where it's, so which all go. A lot of entrepreneurs. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people, a lot of rich guys doing a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, advancing, you know, advancing technology, but also advancing humanity, you know, to, to, to knowledge anyways. Yeah. Right? So there's a really cool, there's a really cool thing that that, that is called um from nasa so back in the day nasa got a lot of heat from taking a lot of funding right so 
mm-hmm. they would be given a lot of funding. They used to they used to have like I think it was like five percent of the total U.S. budget. Now they have less than mm-hmm. less than point five percent. Yeah, that's and a lot. So, <laughs> that's a big difference. Big difference, yeah. So people used to get on their case. They used to say, "Oh my gosh, why are we spending so much money?" sending people to space when you could barely feed people here. Mm-hmm. And so NASA created this program called NASA spinoffs. And so a spinoff is something that was developed here on earth that uses technology that was researched for a space mission. So uh, cordless screwdrivers was first built for the mission to the moon because they'd have to bring screwdrivers and tools with power drills with them when they were, and they didn't have any, they didn't have a power generator, right? When they were like roving around the moon. And so that's the first time you see cordless screwdrivers. Um, one of the guys that worked for NASA did all the research for MRI machines. And so this program called NASA spinoffs, it, it's, they release a PDF every year of like all the cool stuff that has mm-hmm. been created because of NASA research. Um, this stuff really does uh, forward humanity a lot. Yeah, it pays off. Every day. It pays yeah, off. Yeah, like uh, what we're doing right all now. All the research right. that's been done over the years is paying off now and then tenfold because of all that. Yeah, like uh, TikTok and all that wouldn't be possible. The cameras in our phones are only possible because of the cameras they made for the Apollo missions and the, the cameras that they use to survey Earth and, and do all the scanning of Earth from satellites. That's Legit. Amazing. It's amazing. For, is that for real? Is that for real? Yeah, hundred like percent. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the acronym off, off the top of my head. But if anybody's interested, look at NASA spinoffs. It has a whole list of them. They're amazing. Super interesting. Yeah. Can I ask you a personal question? Absolutely. It's always a little bit of a side to uh, to a show that has the name Good Vibe Show. You kind of check in with. Uh, I'm an advocate on mental health. And uh, I just want to see uh, sort of your insight on on what mental health means to you in this society and in this um, messed up world that's also so very beautiful. Yeah, you know that that I would have given a much different answer um, even even just a couple of years ago. Um, mental health is is interesting um, one because we can relate so much to each other, right? But two, because everyone experiences it very differently. Mm, um, true. So I didn't really start my journey with understanding and improving mental health until I was kind of a, a victim of it being jeopardized in my own life. Right. Um, so when my, my first daughter was born mm-hmm. uh, two years ago, mm-hmm. I had gotten a big promotion at work, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, one I wasn't, frankly, wasn't qualified for. Um, and then two days later, my wife went into labor, and that labor lasted forty nine hours. Um, wow, that's long. Yeah, it was a long one. It was, it was like five hours of the hard labor at the end, and it was it was long. We didn't sleep. She definitely didn't, obviously. And then two days after that. I had my first flare-up for Crohn's disease, which just an autoimmune disease that causes a lot of inflammation Mm -hmm. in the gut. So you had never had? No. 
any signs yeah. of that really? So it's all because of the stress, right? All stress-induced. So this autoimmune disease are typically stress-induced. I mean, promotion, first kid, it's going to do that to you, right? And so I really didn't want to jump into medicine. I wanted to figure out holistically what I could do, right? So right. Um, I saw this psycholo- uh, psychotherapist, what's it? What's it called? Yeah. Psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. Thank Psychologist. You. <laughs> Psychiatrist who also had Crohn's disease, but was very okay. holistic in her approach. approach and she yeah. had me focus on mental health because um, I didn't know how to manage my stress, but I, I never had to, you know? And so it wasn't until then until, oh gosh, now mental health for me, it wasn't really an option. You know, it was like, if you don't manage it, if you don't really invest in it, um, you're gonna be really sick. Like Crohn's yeah. disease is no no joke. No. Um, me and my wife were both bedridden after the baby was born because Crohn's knocked me out. Um, and so, um, there was a lot of stuff I tried. Right, you know, mindfulness and meditation. Mm-hmm. Or, um, eventually, I did get on some medicine for. A Crohn's because it was becoming too much mm-hmm. um, and that is that allowed me to progress even further but in regards to like recovering from that um, after all of that mm-hmm. I realized that I was still just miserable and I was hey I was blaming my wife and my kids for a lot of these like feelings that didn't really make sense um and every time somebody would ask me like, oh, isn't having a daughter be- beautiful? And I was like, no. They're like, oh, isn't it fun? And I'm like, no, it's, it's good things, but it's not fun. Like I'm not having fun right now, you know? Wow, yeah. Really difficult. And I, everyone was talking about this magic of having children. I just didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And so every time somebody would ask me how things were going, I'd feel guilty and say, oh, they're not doing well. And then I feel like they would make me feel guilty about feeling that way right it was just a right. big weird mess and so i'm catholic and yep. i go to church right and so mm-hmm. we we go to this church where it just so happens that this catholic speaker goes and he's pretty like nationally renowned i won't say his name because of what the story i'm about to tell but um i'm sitting there and i'm just having a i'm having a day i'm holding my daughter and he comes up to me he's like hey man how's it going and we're you know close enough yeah and I'm like, eh, yeah, it's all right. And he's like, how old's your daughter? I'm like, oh, six months. <laughs> this guy, renowned Catholic speaker, we're in the middle of mass. And he just goes, six months? What a fucking nightmare. And I'm like, what? He's like, oh, yeah, that was horrible for me. And I was like, wait, really? Like that, <laughs> that's allowed? <laughs> you know, you know? And he's like, yeah, but I don't mean to jump down your throat, but um, usually kids are pretty much they've seen as a blessing, but um, you may be dealing with some depression. So why don't you just look into it? No harm. So I was like, oh, okay, thanks. Uh, nobody likes hearing that they might be no. depressed. Yeah. Um, so I go to the psychiatrist again. I go back to her and she diagnoses me as severely depressed from postpartum depression. Hmm. And so that was understanding that made me thrilled i was like, yeah oh my it wasn't the crohn's that was making me mentally unhealthy it wasn't the job it wasn't this i mean the job helped but yeah. um it was this 
coming to terms with the fact that it wasn't all my fault. There was this chemical imbalance that had happened based on circumstances that were not, I was not in control um, that I had to just accept that I needed some help with. So yeah. And then you, um, you go, yeah. go through the process and you get it dialed in. That's right. And so that has been the last two years and good for you. Man. I mean, now it's dialed in. So me- you know, without that's why I ask questions health. about mental health because it's like, yeah. we all have our journey, man, you know, and uh, we all have moments and sometimes to just talk about it a bit too, like in retrospect, even, even after or during, it doesn't matter. It just makes sense to talk about it and to be open. It's empowering because you're sharing knowledge and wisdom with people and you had the real experiences, you know what I mean? So it's, it's a beautiful thing and yeah, go ahead. No, no problem. It's a beautiful thing. And I appreciate your candidness on that. I mean, I never know what to expect when I ask that question, you know? Well, no, no, no problem. That's what you just highlighted the problem as well, or rather you highlighted the solution, but nobody told me that guys can have postpartum depression. Yeah. You know, nobody told me how. No, I didn't know it is actually, but it makes sense. Yeah. Dude, I had two kids. It makes sense. Like, well, you know, think about it. The wife goes through this amazing chemical bond with the child after yeah. she gives birth to it. And I was up for 49 hours watching this baby tear my wife apart. And I didn't have any chemical bond. Nothing was released in me. Right now. It's been a good chat, though. It's fun. It's been a good chat. I, if it wasn't a good I chat, even, I would be on my third one. Yeah, I don't even know how long we've been chatting, but it's been, it's been a good one. Here, yeah. I'll tell no. you now. An hour and 45 minutes. No way. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's really cool. I enjoy it. I, this, it's another part about doing this that I enjoy and being able to do it via Zoom and all that because you get that yeah. interaction with the person. It's about 94% real. So, you know, we still can't feel yeah. the energy and stuff like that, but you can see the energy at least. And So I used quarantine as an excuse to kind of lay off the podcasting because it was really hard to execute. But this is a lot easier than I anticipated. This is this is legit the best way to do it. I did this in awesome. French <clears throat> when the pandemic when the pandemic first started. So I'm a part of a show in English. It's called Three Men's Journey. Okay. So coming back to mental health just quickly for a sec. And Three Men's Journey is three friends, musicians that go into schools and soft seater auditoriums in communities to talk about their journey with mental health well, and through song and through uh, testimony. Cool. So it's really a nice show. It's like broken down acoustic, no band, just three acoustic guitars with, we have, um, we just have one musician with us. He's a multi-instrumentalist. So he alternates cool. between fiddle or whatever, whatever. And it's a very broken down version or a broken down a show that's very acoustic and rootsy. And it's all about the message. The message is the ultimate message is that we do all have a story. And in, in society today, everybody has issues with five pillars that are, that are very similar, you know, whether it be anxiety, depression, loss of a loved one, suicide. Um, and then there's uh, alcohol or substance abuse. Okay. Those are like pillars in the society that are very detrimental to mental health. You know what I yeah. mean? And that are not really well supported. 
So we're out there being advocates and doing that. Wow. That um, is, sorry, Dan. That's really cool. It's pretty fun. <laughs> it's pretty fun. I bet. And uh, since the pandemic, we lost about 45 shows. So it's been really sure. shitty. It's tough. But at the same time, I took the opportunity. I said, well, okay, I can either sit here and get more depressed because I have a tendency to be depressed, you know, if I'm not moving or doing anything. Or I can turn my life around. Right now, right here, I have an opportunity to start working out, to quit smoking, and to start doing things to fuel my body right so that I can perform even better you know, coming out of this COVID. It's really just changed my whole approach with mental health. And it, it just, it helps, you know, it just helps because you're doing good. You feel good. And uh, I'm not stopping, you know, 72 days in. I was going to so, say, how, um, how do you feel 72 days off cigarettes? No problem. I still smoke weed, so. But I don't put tobacco in my weed. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Say that one. Siri, like, it keeps, she keeps thinking I'm saying her name and she cut you out for a second. Can you say the response again? I said, but I still smoke, <laughs> I still smoke weed. So um, yeah, it helps a little bit because at least I can have, you know, if I'm re if I was really struggling, especially at the beginning. Yeah. But anytime, like still today, I, like this week, I had a hard time with cravings, but it had been like four weeks that I hadn't craved at all. Oh my word. But this week I had like two or three days more craving, but you know, there's also the separation of my wife and I, there's a lot of things going on in my life and my whole life change. Sure. And, and you know, I'm changing habits, but those are all, and I'm dealing like with the binge binging is like an issue for me binge eating binge gambling binge like and i haven't binge gambled in like years but it had been an issue in my life so i'm re I, i'm realizing just recently that binging is an issue question like, for you yeah for you personally just because we're on i mean we were on the topic and it's the initial reason why i was here yeah what is um the most either fascinating or confusing or top of mind topic in, in space for you. It's that thing. That's like, what the heck is going on with this? Mm. Oh man. There's a lot when I go for walks because I listen to a lot of cool podcasts, especially the Joe Rogan one. Cause he's often oh, talking to the Weinstein so Weinstein guys. And then next thing you know, he's talking to Elon Musk. And oh, I promise when you, if you make some time to watch that Cosmos series. Yeah, I'm gonna. So there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of episodes about like the earth and evolution and, and normal science. Um, if you are looking to stick it to space for the couple episodes that you check out as a pilot, you can just look at the titles. You don't have to watch them in order. Um, it'll make you really like, I'll share the one episode that got me. It's like one episode. Mm -hmm. or two or two two rather um he talks about the voyager spacecraft so the right. voyager spacecraft yeah was launched in in the 70s and mm -hmm. they put a golden record on it with in visual instructions for an alien on how to play the record it's like a vinyl and this, this record includes greetings in 55 languages 
It includes music like Johnny Be Good is the first song on it or second song or something like that. Um, and sounds from earth. So like weather and elephants and animals and all this sort of stuff. And they put this record in the spacecraft and they sent two out of the solar system in different directions. And when was this? 19... The 70s. I, I'm, 70s. I think it's 77. Um, That's the year I'm born. Hell no way. Yep. 77. It might be, something tells me it's 72, but I think it's 77. Anyway. Um, and so that just kind of like roped me in. And it's like that the freaking engineers at NASA had the foresight to be like, you know what? It's important enough for this mission to add a message for aliens if they were to find this. <laughs> That's cool. It, and it, it, there's all sorts of information. It shows, like, there's this plate that shows, like, our human anatomy. It shows what our biology looks like, so cells. Um, it shows a map of the Sagittarius star cluster and, like, where to find us in relation to stars, uh, different pulsars and stuff like that. It's amazing. Um, but Neil deGrasse Tyson does an amazing job, and the animations they use are they're amazing so well, i'm gonna definitely check it out yeah it's a fun one yeah man we we haven't even scratched the surface but i'm gonna tell you um you say is there something that you really want to know yeah and um i'm gonna have to think about that one and i'm gonna have to invite you back on yeah yeah oh i'd love to would like I would, I would love to just text you and let you know, look, this is something I want to know because there's so many, like I say, there's so many things that, that, that are going on that I just, mm-hmm. I want to make sure not to waste my question. <laughs> totally. Um, you can have more than one, but to, to, to kind of touch on the question you asked earlier in regards to why that's so fun is because when I, when I was younger and I didn't think I was capable of much academically. I, I didn't, I didn't want to learn anything, but now that I've realized that any of us are capable of anything, mm-hmm. I was a calm communications major. And now I want to study physics. Research is the most fun thing ever. And so when you yeah. asked where, are, where do I get to learn all these things? I have a small account. So we are both considered small TikToks account because we're under 50,000, right? Mm-hmm. And I just hit 10,000 this week. It was so exciting. Nice, man. I was like jumping off the walls. Pretty know? awesome. It's Good so for you. cool. Good I, for you. It, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. it. It's cool, man. I didn't think I could do that. You know, I love milestones. It gives you a good feeling. It does. It's worth it. But it's at it's the point worth it. where people, enough people are commenting every once in a while to where I have fuel for questions. So that's where I get all the questions from. Exactly, just people right. asking. And then you can research. And then I just research it and the info is there. I mean, universities. But it's your pitch, man. It's your pitch. The way that you pitch it out, you know, it's, uh, it's cool. It's genuine. It's, it's chillax. It's authentic and it's understandable. So. Well, thank you. you I yeah. You got a little bit of that Hollywood look through there with the hair and all that. Sunshine. I know. I got a nerdy, nerdy California. <laughs> this good looking look sunshine guy. Is not. It's not doing it for one specific member of my family. We got to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I used to look sharp. Hold on. You could see what I used to look like. Watch this. That's what I used to look like. Yeah. Nice. I think that's and the then, picture. That, that Was that you? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then uh, quarantine will do it to you, I guess. 
you weren't like that before quarantine, right before. Um, I was, my hair was a little longer than that. I was like this uh, about six months ago. Wow. You look so different. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, well, you know, being a huge Led Zeppelin fan, I always wanted to grow my hair out and I never did. And quarantine's the perfect time to. So yeah. I think you should keep it. You look really yeah, gonna, awesome, man. Thanks. I'm gonna keep it for a little longer. We'll yeah, see. It makes you look, <laughs> makes you look great. Yeah. You. Gives you a nice style, you know, with the beard and stuff. It's uh and it's always cool to have like a cool, you know, a cool person, a cool nerd, like a cool, smart person. <laughs> sure. No, that's cool. Thank you. Because it's relatable, right? So, anyways, uh, we had like, I mean, now it's three oh eight in the morning where I live. Oh my word. <laughs> and it's eleven where you are. It's eleven, yeah. Eleven's tired. Eleven's late. I still have my second job to do tonight. Yeah. So Which I is... do uh, some freelancing website work for, for people on freelancing websites. So I got about, I probably got about an hour and a half of work to do tonight. Not too much. And then tomorrow or tomorrow morning, you back to, oh, back to work, but at home right now. So, yeah. So I'll go to work. I work from six to three. And Which then, is here or at home. I mean, at home. Yeah. And then <coughs> we do the kids and the bedtime routine from like three to eight. And then eight, my wife starts studying for nursing and I start working and hanging out, doing whatever I want, doing TikToks or this or that. Yeah. So it's a good schedule. It's a good schedule. Yeah. I, I love hanging out with my wife, but it's kind of cool now that she's doing her nursing thing that I kind of have the freedom Monday through Thursday to just focus on me and do some, some work. So it's been good. Hopefully I'll have you back on. It was a pleasure. Thanks for hanging out with me. I'd love to come back. That was, that was awesome. That was a fun one. It was fun, and all of Tony's information is in the description of whatever platform you're listening to. If not, just go on the YouTube um, platform, and you'll see all the information there. I'll give you uh, his TikTok handle, and I assume you're on Instagram. Yeah, I'm on it all. YouTube, find me yeah. everywhere. So he's going to shoot me his info, and uh, I'll, send, I'll put that in the description. Thanks for hanging out. It was, there was so much yeah just we we covered a lot i don't even know how i'm gonna put the title <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's, I don't know. Me, that's I a lot but um i appreciate i appreciate your show i think that the, the vibes that you're trying to propagate and, and create are cool so i was honored to be on it thanks for having me thank you very much and we'll uh we'll do it again hopefully uh ladies and gentlemen if you have a little bit of love to spare I think we all can find a little bit of love to spare. Throw it out there in the universe with intention on somebody that might need it. Humanity is now. Let's take care of each other. I'm sending good vibes out to you. Take care. We'll see you next time. Come on.